welcome to another episode of the Nourishing Africa podcast. As usual, we bring you fantastic, awesome business insights that you as agri-food entrepreneurs can apply directly to your business. Today, we are going to be discussing a fantastic and interesting topic, which we know that agri-food entrepreneurs across the continent are eager to hear about. Our topic today is building a winning pitch. That's right. We will be talking about how as agri-food entrepreneurs, we can present our businesses out there to investors, to potential partners, and even to our customers. And we know entrepreneurs are often asked to present pitches for several purposes, including elevator pitches, sales pitch, competitions, awards, and even fundraising. And our members on the Nourishing Africa Hub have asked, what are the non-negotiable components of a winning pitch? How can they gain that unshakable confidence that their pitch is the winning one? Today, we're joined by a resilient and amazing woman entrepreneur who has won a couple of competitions, one of them being the coveted Global Sun Pitch Competition. Engaging with her today, we hope to answer these questions and develop the requisite knowledge needed to build that perfect speech. Hi, Sheo. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Nourishing Africa podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So let's get started right away. But you know, before then, let's hear about yourself, your entrepreneurial journey and your company, Baby Grubs. Thank you very much. My name, like she mentioned, is Sheyong Shangole. I am the mom-in-chief at Baby Grubs. Baby Grubs is a nutrition solution company that operates in Lagos, Nigeria, and it's a seven-year-old company. We currently have distribution centers in Lagos, Nigeria, and in 26 states in Nigeria. We cover also Ghana, Togo, and the United Kingdom. Baby Grubs sells through an exclusive distribution system that empowers mothers. Our products are unlike others in the market because our products are uniquely designed to address the malnutrition and deficiencies of the Nigerian child. And so our products are really widely accepted and we are growing in leaps and bounds. Uh, my journey started in 2013, like I said, but I don't have a food. I don't have a background in nutrition. It was born out of a personal experience that I had when I had my son. He refused to take imported foods and then I realized that there were no made in Nigeria baby food. There was literally none in existence. And so I started researching and I realized that this was a niche that I wanted to focus on. And that's how Baby Grows has grown to date. We have 18 staff in our Lagos office and I'm happy to say that 16 of the 18 are women. And so we are very pro-women. We hope to achieve gender inclusion and equality with our business. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Sean, for sharing that entrepreneurial journey with us. And I am absolutely delighted that Baby Grubs has such focus on women. And, you know, in the spirit of the International Women's Day, and I believe continues this month, I would like to say well done for your focus engaging women in the landscape. Back to the topic of, you know, building a winning pitch. And I had mentioned earlier that you recently won the Sun Global Business Speech. I was wondering, how did that start for you? I mean, what was the first speech you ever had to make and how well did that go before, you know, we get to this stage of how you have been able to win one competition after the other? What was the first 
how well did it go? Okay, so my very first speech was organized by AWARD. AWARD is African Women in Research and Development. Uh, they had a competition called Gaia, Gender in Agribusiness, and it was held in Ghana. That was my very first pitching experience ever. We, I didn't even know that there was going to be a pitching at the event. And so there was about 10 of us, I think, or 20, we pitched, and then the top five were chosen. And then the top five had to pitch again at the finals, and then I came third. Interestingly, my very first pitch I came third. My second pitch, I came second. And my third pitch, I came first. And then I told myself, I always want to come first in all my pitches. I've been coming first at all my pitches. The last one, I came first runner of two. <laughs> but then the experience from the very first pitch has prepared me for the others that I've been winning now. Thank you so much for sharing that. I hear you loud and clear. Learning along the way is really critical to building that journey and experience for you. And you know, going forward to the recent Global Sun Business Pitch competition that you won, and for our audiences, Sun Business Pitch is an acronym, I believe, for Scaling Up Nutrition Business Pitch, organized by the Sun Business Network. So I would say that's actually an outstanding achievement. And, you know, combined with your several pitch competitions that you've participated in over the years, I would like to ask, particularly for the Global Sun Business Pitch, how did you do it? How did you prepare for success? And what are your key takeaways from that singular experience? Thank you very much. That, that's a very intelligent question. Um, so I think the first thing I did to prepare was to speak with the former participants of the program and ask them how their competition went. Um, that was the first thing I did. I also checked out who my competition were and their strengths and weaknesses. I analyzed them. And also, I knew that this was a global competition, meaning that I'm competing against other businesses and this competition is an international standard. I mean, somebody jokingly said to me that, oh, you know, you will be competing against Chinese businesses and a strong component of the competition was technology. And so this person was telling me Asian companies are known to be very forward when it comes to technology. How do you think you'll be able to stand a chance? And so I analyzed the situation. I knew I had to know all the things that were at stake and then know what else am I bringing to the table. Something unique that these people do not have is what I have to bring to the table. And, you know, I had to present my company in the best light. And so suffice it to say that I totally immersed myself into the competition. You know, I set out time to study. I set out time to present my business case as thoroughly as possible. My financials were completely you know, all the numbers had to be spelled out, everything, I had to be very thorough. And so these were the things that I did to prepare ahead of the program. And the experience was really, really humbling. Let's just say that he opened me to other areas of my business that I didn't know um, I had to focus on because we had a lot of trainings, international trainings in different areas from distribution to supply chain management and all of that. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. I would say that is a whole lot of preparation that you've given us in less than two minutes. I mean, picking to past winners, 
analyzing other participants' strengths and weaknesses, understanding the terrain and competition, you know, being thorough with your financials and exploring unique opportunities within your business. I would imagine that that took a whole lot of time, efforts, and research particularly. I would like to ask, how did, you know, all of this connect into the feedback that you received from the various, you know, stakeholders on the competition? So what critical feedback did you receive from the judges, the investors, and other participants that helped you refine your pitching strategy as you go and move up within the competition? Thank you very much. I believe that for every entrepreneur, we like to believe that we know everything about our business. We've covered all the bases, but the truth is we all have a blind spot. And it is very, very important that all entrepreneurs create an avenue for feedback. You have to have an open door policy, even for your staff. Uh, I noticed that you mentioned investors, you know, um, judges and all of that. So one thing that is critical is I take feedbacks very seriously and I work on them. There have been feedbacks around people not understanding how our distribution model works. There's been feedback around how do we measure impact of our products? How do we measure impact on the women that we are empowering? And so I just took all of the feedbacks and I constantly, constantly speak with industry experts in different fields to know, say, look at what I'm doing. Does this look right? Uh, what do you think we should be doing more of or less of? And then I take the information, I sit with it, you know, I think about it and see if it works if it will work or not and then i implement and so um this approach to feedbacks has really really helped me in my winning journey thanks so much Sean, for mentioning that and you know at the early stage you mentioned something about entrepreneurs believing that you know they know everything about their businesses after all they started the businesses you know uh, but you mentioned that there is always a blind spot. So this brought me thinking about those aspects of, you know, PTs, especially those that are targeted at fundraising. Some aspects I know that entrepreneurs would, you know, typically overlook. So I wanted to please tell us some important aspects of investment pitches that entrepreneurs typically overlook. And going further, how costly can this be? Thank you for the question. <laughs> it will interest you to know that one thing that I have noticed about entrepreneurs that we fail to remember, you would think that that would be the first thing, but it is usually the last thing, and that is the product itself. Oftentimes, believe me, I have been to programs, speeches, where entrepreneurs do not bring a physical sample of what it is they are talking about. That is for those who have um, physical product. In your page, sometimes some, they don't even show how the product is used. There's no demo, you know. So for people, when they can see, touch, feel the product, it helps them to connect better. And so oftentimes you talk about every other thing, but you don't even show what the product actually looks like. I think it's a great oversight and it has happened the number of times and then there's another thing i also notice is some entrepreneurs like to color the business make it look colorful and i wouldn't advise this so much because you have investors also in the room oftentimes and then when you color your business so much and then they come to the business and then they see that it doesn't look as beautiful or rosy as you have painted it to be 
fine you, it is good to present your business in the best light possible but areas where you know it doesn't look so um, rosy always remember to mention it and that leads me to another point of entrepreneurs not being authentic not being truthful that would be very very bad to your pitch because honestly there's always someone in the room that knows your line someone in the room you know that knows about that industry that knows about that space that knows that those numbers are falsified so please do not try to lie about or misrepresent your business those are the things that i know are detrimental to pitches not showing your product to the great oversight it's an opportunity for people to get to buy into the business buy into the idea from the get-go wow shun that's really insightful i mean I had never thought of that in terms of bringing a product to a life or if it's a virtual one. I think like you've mentioned it's really critical that entrepreneurs begin to understand that you know the senses of touch, feel and comprehension would better be enhanced for the judges or other you know stakeholders once they have something to relate your pitch with. I think that's a fantastic insight you've shared there. And like you've said, avoid misrepresentation of the business i think that's also a fantastic one and um, i would really say thank you for sharing that insight so based on your experience what are the core elements of a winning business pitch thank you for the question i think everybody really wants to hear this for me i would like to share some of the things that has worked for me and I believe they are the core of um, every winning pitch in no particular order. I think the very first thing should be a really, really great product. Um, I've seen an entrepreneurs that are weak in terms of the great communicators, but if they have a really, really great product that everyone wants a piece of, they can win a pitch. So I think the very first thing would be to have a really great product, take a really great solution. Uh, you are pitching a really great solution. That would be um, number one for me. And then number two would be have a compelling story. Convey your message. Why? Why are you doing this? And it should come from the heart. It doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be noisy. But also ensure that watch the story you are telling aligns from the start of your pitch to the very end. You don't start now telling different stories across from the beginning of your pitch to the end and then also one very very critical thing that you need to know are your numbers the numbers that surround your business number of how many customers potential customers how big the industry is how much money have you made your revenue um, what's your margins anything that has to do with numbers about your business should be at your fingertips you should know them and then also always always keep it short and simple especially when the pitches are one-on-one -on -one. you know you don't want to bore your audience with too much stories you can just tell them i have three things to share with you today or i have one thing one important thing i want you to to live with so that you carry your audience along and they remember everything that you have shared and so you want to keep it short and simple and also show yourself as a visionary share your vision with them sell it one thing i always say is if you ask me to talk to you about my products or about my business i will sell it to you and so you want to convey your mission your vision your growth plan the specific the authentic you know even with your challenges so i would say that those are the key things of a winning pitch also don't forget the important elements of every pitch 
there has to be a problem you're solving. You have to have a solution that is a firm handshake with a problem, you know, solves it very well. You have to have a great product. Your business model, you know, you have to have that in place. You have to know your market size. You have to have a strategy. You have to have the ideal team. I think that also is something that should not be overlooked. The team can make or mar your pitch, you know. The teams are like the soldiers you take to war. And if you present your team as soldiers that cannot win the war, you might not win the pitch. And also, what's your aim of pitching? That's also very important. What do you want to take away from the pitch? Are you looking for investors? Are you trying to get some money, some funding? Are you trying to, you know, connect or network with some people in the room? You know, so your pitch also should be tailored to that aim. And then also show your traction, celebrate it. No matter how little or how big, please um, talk about that. And always, always, something that I always do, always have like appendices at the end of your pitch. If, you, if you're doing like a presentation and you know they will ask questions. You know, I remember I said, keep it short and simple. But when they're asking you questions, you have something to show them or, you know, to refer your answers to. I think those will be the key things for me. Thank you. Those were really fantastic, Shion. Thank you so much. And, you know, you've mentioned quite a lot, but I'll quickly summarize what you've mentioned regarding the core elements of a pitch. You know, you've talked about having that pitch address a problem, then come up with a solution that firmly addresses the problem. There is the need to include the business model, the market size, the strategy, the team, which you called the, the workforce for the organization or company. And of course, to include a clear aim of pitching, to show traction of the company, and for documentary pitch to include appendices at the end. And I believe that these are really fantastic insights that you've shared would go a long way to help other agri-food entrepreneurs out there to build their own pitches. You know, just going forward, you've mentioned different types of pitches that could potentially come up for an entrepreneur at any given point in time. And we have the verbal pitch, and uh, I've heard you mention documentary pitch as well. So I want to ask what differentiates both type of pitches, I mean the verbal and the documentary, and how can entrepreneurs distinguish and prepare for each accordingly? Thank you once again for your question. Verbal is more of a one-on-one -on -one type of pitch where you speak to the audience. You tell them what all about your business one-on-one. -on -one. But for documents, you don't even appear. The documents speak for you. Uh, that's basically the difference. And for one-on-one, -on -one, you have to be concise. You're given time, say, two minutes, five minutes, or 10 minutes, depending on the organizers of the pitch. But for your documents, there's no time frame, but you have to word count. And so that's the basic difference. But if you are going to present yourself in both ways, you know, remember I said, be concise when you're speaking, keep it short and simple. But for your documents, you want to be very thorough. You want to explain because then you are not there, but whoever it is that you're presenting these documents to, they will go through the fine print. And so you want to be as thorough as possible. 
you want everything to align from start to finish. So um, those are the two basic differences. And for if you're doing a documentary pitch, you want to be sure that all the appropriate authorities have signed. When I say appropriate authorities, if you are presenting your financials, you want them to be audited. If you're presenting references, you want them to be references that are of good standing and repute with the stamps and signatures in place. And so you just have to be very thorough when it comes to documents. But for verbal, it, it, it is about you. You are selling yourself as the face of the business, as the person who is running the show. And so there you want to show that you are capable. You want to show that you are passionate. You want to show that you know the industry, the space. And so it, it speaks to your person. And that would be the major differences between the two types of pitches. All right. Thank you so much. And in terms of, you know, how to put yourself out there for these two categories of features, is there like a particular thing that an entrepreneur needs to do differently uh, for both? Understanding that, of course, both might reach the same audience, probably investors, for example. So, but is there something unique that each would need from the entrepreneur in terms of you know, um, preparing both to go out? I'm not so sure that it has to be so different because you want to show them that it's the person they are seeing in person is the same person they are reading about on paper. You don't want to have too much difference. You just want to have the short version and the long version, in my opinion. And so I don't think you should have major differences in the two. The only thing is you have the ability to say as much as you want on paper as against when you are in person. You know, in person, you might forget your lines you might forget you know some important things about your business but when you have documents you can list things one two three four five ten things hundred things you want them to note about your business so i wouldn't think that there should be too far differences between the in-person and the documents thanks for that show so i have one more question before we wrap up and that's really you know that you've had experiences pitching to a global audience, international audience, a local audience. So I wanted to see if there is any difference between you know, pitching for an international audience versus a local audience or pitching to an investor audience versus an audience where you just need to network. So and what you know, differences would this make in terms of preparation for the entrepreneur? Thank you very much. There are differences and I believe and would advise every entrepreneur to approach every pitch differently. Local pitches should be tailored to, to have local languages. So not, I'm not now saying that you use local languages like Yoruba, Igbo and Awusa, but I'm saying that you should speak to your audience. You should speak their language, you know, in terms of financials, in terms of technical, you need to speak the language of your audience. So if I was pitching in 
in Lagos, there are some key elements of my language that will change. The major things about my pitch, my numbers will remain the same, my story will be the same, but I, how I tell the story will be different. And so, say for example, if I was to use something like, say, if I say a crutch in Lagos, everyone everyone knows what a crutch is. But if I'm speaking on a global level, I wouldn't say crutch. I would say something like daycare centers, you know. And also, when you're competing on a global level, you want to present your business as standard. Even on the local level, you want to present your business as standard. But you have to take extra care, you know, show them your international certifications, show them how you do inter-trading, across the countries, show them that you have international regulations in place and all of that. You might not need to talk about that so much when you're a local pitch. And when you are pitching to an investor, uh, recently I had to pitch at the Sankap Africa Summit and you have investors in the room. I had other fellow entrepreneurs in the room. Uh, this was pitching for solutions, for challenges. I had not done that before. I had to prepare a special pitch for that. And so I realized that I had to change some components of my presentation. For every pitch, for every audience, let your pitch be tailored exactly to meet what it is you want to achieve so that you eat your nail on the head all of the time. I see that people have presentations of pitches that are not refined. You show them day in, day out to different audiences. No, it shouldn't be that way. No, that just really brings to mind a lot of things that uh, we have seen with our experiences uh, on Nourishing Africa. And to your point, yeah, we've seen a lot of pitches that are recycled day in, day out to all kinds of audiences. And I think it's really important that you've called this out for entrepreneurs to tailor their content, their pitches to the right audience such that they are always on point. And I believe we really cannot stress that enough. So to our entrepreneurs out there, you've heard she was, you know, gone to several global and international pitches and local pitches. You really have to tailor this document, your verbal pitches to the right audience. And I think it's really also important that entrepreneurs understand their audience and probably take a few time, some put some efforts into researching who their audience really, the makeup of their audience and be able to relate and refine their pitches to this audience. What do you think about that? Yes, please. It is critical. You need to know who is in the room and speak to those who are in the room as well. So if you have a lot of financial experts in the room, you want your financials to be on point. You want your financials to take a center stage. If you have a lot of technical people in the room, you want to speak about the technicalities of your solution, how well the type of things that you've done to make sure that your solution is airtight. You want to mention that because they will appreciate those type of details. In fact, as a matter of speaking, there was a pitch that I had to research the past judges. I had to know who are the type of people that typically judged this event. And so knowing who the past judges were, I could tell the type of judges that would be judging us that day because it was a mystery. We didn't know who the judges would be. And so me researching who the past judges, I had to now create my pitch to speak to technical experts because I realized I, that they always have a technical expert. They always have a financial expert and they always have a supporting partner. Those who fund the pitch, there's always 
a representative. And so me speaking to the questions that they will have, I already addressed it in my pitch. So, you know, as I was speaking, you just see them nodding along. And so this is what every entrepreneur wants to have. And so even if you want to have your judges nodding along with you, understanding, carrying them along, and which is why all of your pitches has to um, focus on who is in the room. So yes, for everything you want to achieve, you want the best results. So you have to give it your best, give it your best all the time, and then you get the best results. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Shil. You've shared amazing insights with us today. And, you know, we can discuss this issue on and on and on because I believe there is so much to learn about putting businesses out there, putting ourselves out there, telling our stories in a compelling way, attracts the right investors, the right partners, the right networks, and the right solution providers. So I would say to wrap us up, up on this podcast episode if there's one thing that you would love for agri-food entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast to take away from this discussion with you what would it be Thank you very much. My key takeaway would be to encourage agri-food entrepreneurs not to give up. A couple of entrepreneurs say, I've applied, I wasn't chosen, I've pitched, I didn't win. Please try again and again and again and again and again. Do not give up. Um, there's this saying that some days you can crawl, some days you can walk, some days you can run. There have been times when I was winning and there were times when I wasn't even shortlisted. And so even though it looks like I'm on a winning streak now, believe me, have had those moments when I didn't even get shortlisted at all. So, but I never stopped trying. I kept on trying. So please don't give up if it seems like you are not getting a headway, especially as you're looking for funding, as you're looking for investors, as you're looking for grants. Keep trying again and again and again. And one last thing also that I would like to share is every opportunity that comes your way, please seize it by the horns, the rabbits, because you never know where it will take you to. Um, like the speaking engagement I had with MIT fellows, it was like a random thing I saw online and I applied for it. I didn't even win. I got to the top. I, I think I got to the finals. But they really liked my passion, how I spoke. And then somewhere in their books, I'm imagining that they wrote and say, in our next summit, we want to invite this entrepreneur to come speak. You know, so always take advantage of every opportunity. No opportunity is wasted. Anything that comes your way that pertains to your business, please grab it. Always grab it. Thank you very much. What a way to close us out, Shim. Thank you so much for this fantastic, useful, practical insights that you've shared. You've closed us out with some amazing words to never give up on those competitions and awards and opportunities for the business and to always make use of those opportunities when they come along. I really cannot say thank you enough, but I would say a big thank you on behalf of the Nourishing Africa team. Thank you for sharing those amazing insights on this podcast. Uh, we really hope that our listeners out there have you know, taken a thing or two to apply to their businesses. Thank you very much. I'm glad I'm able to help. So there you have it, our dear listeners. We hope that you have gained a lot from this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Do join us next time. Bye-bye.